Welcome to the podcast of Destiny Community Church. Amen. All things are possible. No matter what you are going through today, all things are possible to him who believes. Let your faith be encouraged this morning. Your God is still in control and he knows right where you are at. He has not forgotten you. And with God, all things are possible because our God is the God of the impossible. Good morning, Destiny family. Thank you for joining us once again online. I appreciate your faithfulness. And after taking a one-week hiatus, from this series for Easter. Today we're going to continue in the series, Are We There Yet? And I know some of you might be asking, how long is this series? Are we there yet? No, we're not there yet. We're getting closer. But, but I want you just to bear with me and let's continue on this journey. The first week of this series, we realized that we can't stay here. The second week, we asked ourselves, what did I get myself into? The third week, we allowed the cross of Christ to make us sweet and not bitter. The fourth week, I told you not to get stuck in your complaining like the Israelites did, but we must become hungry for the bread of life, for manna from above, uh, for God's word. And then the fifth week, we looked at how the Israelites put their trust in idols instead of putting their trust in God. And in his disappointment, Moses, as he comes down off the mountain and, and sees them worshiping an idol, he did not respond the right way, and he threw down the law of God. And I told you, you've got to be careful when you face life's disappointments that you don't throw down the work that God is doing in your life. Today, I will be referencing the 12 spies that Moses sent in to check out the promised land in Numbers chapter 13. And since we are standing on the threshold of our promised land, we thought that we would send in some spies and give you a first glimpse of what we are moving into. Check this out. Praise the Lord. Our next corporate worship service together in person will be in that facility. And today we just gave you a little taste of the kids rooms, the nursery area, the foyer and the cafe. And next week we're going to show you even more. You know, when my kids were young, we used to play a couple of games as we were traveling on road trips. And the first one, to be honest with you, was not all that fun, but it was rewarding for us as parents. So Mandy and I would often play this game with our kids. It was called Don't Break the Sugar Bowl. Now, I don't know if this is a common game or not. I know it was for us. And when the car was too loud, we would implement this game to bring some kind of peace and quiet to the car. And the object of the game is actually to stay quiet. And the last one who is silent wins. 
The game leader starts the game by saying, one, two, three, don't break the sugar bowl. Now, if you know my daughter, you know that, that life when Kendall is around just gets a little bit more noisy. I, I don't believe that Kendall ever won one round of this game. Matter of fact, she would get frustrated when we would say, one, two, three, don't break the sugar bowl because she knew that she could not win. She knew that she could not stay quiet. The second game that we played was a game that you're probably more familiar with. It's called I Spy. This, of course, is a guessing game where one player chooses an object within sight and declares, I spy with my little eye something that starts, and then they would name a letter, maybe A or P or whatever they choose. Whatever the object was, they would share the first letter of that object, and everyone else has to guess what that object was. Another variation of this game was to say, I spy with my little eye and then name a color, something green or something pink or whatever the color of the object was. For us, it was hilarious when the kids were young because they would pick obvious choices. Uh, they would say something like, I spy something red and we'd look out the window and there's a red semi truck right next to us. And they would say, I spy something blue and there's nothing else except a clear blue sky or I spy something black and white. And the only thing that we're driving past is a field full of black and white dairy cows. Today's text takes us to a giant game of I spy. The Israelites are a few months into their journey and God feels like they're ready to enter into the promised land. It, it probably would have only been about an 11-day walk, but, but God had some business to tend to with the Israelites because he wanted to establish them as a nation first. During that time, God gave them the law, and, and this outlined who they were as a nation and how they would conduct themselves. As I've said before, it was their constitution. This was God's vision for who they would become. A few months after leaving Egypt, they're now standing on the threshold of that land that God had promised them, much like we are standing on the threshold of our new worship facility. And so we pick it up in Numbers chapter 13, starting with verse 1. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the people of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man, every one a chief among them. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord, all of them men who were heads of the people of Israel. Now we go down to verse 17. Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go up into the Negeb, and go up into the hill country and see what the land is and whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, whether they are few or many, and whether the land that they dwell in is good or bad, and whether the cities that they dwell in are camps or strongholds, and whether the land is rich or poor, or whether th there are trees in it or not, be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the season of the first ripe grapes. Now we go down to verse 23. And they came to the valley of Eskol and cut down from there a branch with a single cluster of grapes, and they carried it on a pole between two of them. They also brought some pomegranates and figs. That place was called the Valley of Eskol because of the cluster that the people of Israel cut down from there. At the end of 40 days, they returned from spying out the land, and they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, We came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. 
However, the people who dwelled in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the Negeb. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the hill country. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the Jordan. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are able to overcome it. Then the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we are. So they brought to the people of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone to spy it out is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people that we saw in it are of great height. And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, and uh, who come from the Nephilim. And we seem to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seem to them. You see, this report that these 12 spies brought back, it kind of starts like this. I spy milk. I spy honey. I spy grapes. I spy pomegranates. I spy figs. And, and this had to sound amazing to a group of people who were surviving off of manna, quail, and water. That's their diet. That's what they eat every day. Now, I'm about to make some enemies when I say this, but... I love Chick-fil-A. I do. I love going to Chick-fil-A. But if I had to eat it every day, I would get tired of Chick-fil-A. And no, there is absolutely no comparison between the Popeye's chicken sandwich and the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. That's the Lord's chicken. A person has to get tired of eating the same thing every day. Think about it. They were eating quail sandwiches, manna, bread, and quail, and drinking water every day. Some milk, honey, grapes, pomegranates, figs. This would add some variety to the diet. Not to mention, there's milk. That means there's beef. So there's, there's hamburgers, there's steaks, there's filet mignon. And two of the spies were ready to take the land. Caleb and, and Joshua, they're ready to move in. They're ready to take the land. But the other 10, they were not convinced. And so the I spy game continues. I spy large cities with large walls. I spy giant people. People so large that we look like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And by the way, they thought that we looked like grasshoppers too. Church, this is a good lesson for us to learn. You see, they look like grasshoppers in their own eyes first. Then the so-called giants thought that they looked like grasshoppers as well. In time, others will start to see you as you see yourself. If you see yourself as weak, others will see you as weak. If you see yourself as strong, others will see you as strong. If you see yourself as undeserving, other people are going to see you as undeserving if you see yourself as confident, other people will start to see you as confident. And if you see yourself defeated, then others are going to see you defeated. And if you compare yourself to the size of a grasshopper, it doesn't matter who you have to fight. They're all giants. But you're not as weak as you see yourself because your weakness can actually produce strength if you allow God to use it. I like how the Apostle Paul said it in 2 Corinthians 12 and 10. He said, for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. 
For when I am weak, then I am strong. It really comes down to perspective, doesn't it? When you focus your attention on your problem, you lose sight of God's promise. And God had already told them that he was going to drive out the inhabitants out of their promised land. We recently were down in Tampa at a funeral, and Mandy and I, we got to see an old friend. His name is Poncho, and Poncho actually laid the carpet in that little building where we first started DCC. Seeing Poncho, I couldn't help but think back to a youth trip that Poncho went with me on as a chaperone about 18 years ago. He was a volunteer chaperone with us at a fall retreat. And we took this group of city kids hiking through the woods near Camp Kalakwa in High Springs. And I remember some of the kids were getting off of the path that we were hiking. And I, I fussed and yelled at the kids. And I said, stay on the path. Stay behind me. I'm leading the group. Just st stay behind me. Because I didn't want them to twist their ankle in a gopher hole or walk upon a snake or something. And, and so uh, we're about 30 minutes into this hike. And, and I look over out of my peripheral. I see someone walking. And I look, and it's Poncho. It's one of my leaders. And Poncho is walking out through the middle of the woods, not on the path. He's just walking. And I, I yelled. I said, Poncho, get back over here. And he said, Pastor Rocky, I'm fine. Keep going, keep going. I said, no. And I look behind him, and there's three or four boys that are following him. And, and so Poncho just keeps walking. And, and I'm just frustrated with the whole thing. And, 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 and I remember... And a little while, I, I heard Poncho scream. And, and what had happened was that he kicked a stump, and there was a hornet's nest in the stump. And when I looked over, it looked like a cartoon because I could see Poncho running and this swarm of hornets just following right after him. And he was yelling, he was screaming, and those boys that were following him, they made a beeline right back to the path and followed me for the rest of the way. And Poncho just kept running, and, and it, it stung him all up. His hands were swollen. He was having uh, sweats that night, laying in his bunk bed. It was a bad scene. But at, at Mount Sinai, God was giving them the law, and he explained in Exodus 23 and 28, he said these words, I will send hornets before you, which shall drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, and the Hittites from before you. You know, about 45 or 50 years later, after a much delayed entrance into the promised land, God tells an old Joshua in Joshua 24 and 12, and I sent the hornet before you, which drove them out before you, the two kings of the Amorites. It was not by your sword, or by your bow. God's promises are yes and amen. God's promises are final. And the stars and the planets, they don't have to align for God's promises to come true. The world doesn't have to be perfect for God's promises to come to pass. Your life doesn't have to be perfect for God's promises to come to pass. As a matter of fact, God usually shows up when all hell is breaking loose. When the storm is raging and, and the boat is sinking, God shows up. When the enemy has you surrounded, God shows up. When you're down to your last handful of flour, God shows up. And if you trust him, when the enemy is large and intimidating, God shows up. Two of those spies were convinced that they needed to move in now and conquer that land. But unfortunately, the ten other spies were not convinced. They were scared, they were intimidated, and they did not trust God. 
and the crowd went with the majority. Church, if ever there was a time in human history to go against the flow, it's now. The majority in America is not morally right. The majority in America is not spiritually right. The majority in America is probably not politically right. The majority is not usually right in the kingdom of God. That's because the kingdom of God, it's not a democracy. It's a theocracy and God sets the standards. We don't get to set the standards. We get to live by the standards. And when we do, it brings about blessings on our lives. I read a meme recently that said, the fact that there's a highway to hell and a stairway to heaven says a lot about the anticipated traffic numbers. Now, I don't put a lot of trust in what ACDC and the Eagles say, but listen to what Jesus said in Matthew 7 and 13. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. Church, the crowd will often lead you away from God's plan and promise. If you have to fight right by yourself, walk into your promise knowing that you're not alone. Your God is sending hornets before you to drive out your enemy. And should you have to pick up a sword or should you have to pick up a bow, know that God is fighting with you. You are not alone. And there may be some fights along the way on this journey. You're not there yet. But on this journey, your God is walking with you every step of the way. The fight's not fair. I'm not going to lie to you. The fight is not fair. But you're not the one that's at a disadvantage. You plus God will always be the advantage. I want to pray for us today. I want to pray that God would give us the courage to walk into our promise. Father, thank you. Thank you for speaking to us today through your word. Thank you for the courage of Joshua and Caleb. Let us glean from their courage, Lord. Let us learn. We don't want to wander in a wilderness any longer than what we have to. God, you've made your promises to us and your promises are yes and amen. God, give us the courage that we need to take that first step into the promised land, trusting that you are driving out the enemies before us. God, I thank you for the vision that you have for my life. I thank you for the vision that you have for that soul that is listening to my prayer right now. I thank you for the vision that you have for our church, the promise that you've made to us. And God, we will, we will step into our promised land. You know, maybe you're watching today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We want to give you an opportunity to meet Jesus today and to be forgiven for your sins. So many of us that are watching right now with you, we've, we've made that decision. We've already asked Jesus to come into our life and to be the Lord and Savior of our life. And you don't have to do anything except put your trust in him. That's it. And so today I'm going to lead you in this prayer. And what I'd like for you to do is to repeat this prayer after me right there in, in your car, in your living room, in your kitchen, wherever you're at right now listening to this. I, I would just encourage you, say this prayer with me. Look up to heaven and let's say it together. Dear Lord, I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins 
and that he rose again, giving me eternal life. And today, I make him the Lord of my life. In his name I pray, amen, amen, amen. Right now, in, in hundreds of living rooms, we're celebrating with you right now because you just made a huge decision, a, a life-changing decision for your life. Yes, your sins are forgiven. And you have a responsibility with this. You need to tell someone. You see, we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. That's Jesus dying for your sins and then you telling somebody what he's done for you. And today we're going to make your first testimony so easy. What we want you to do is just go to our website, destinycommunitychurch.org slash connect. There's a decision form on that page. We want you to fill that out because we've got a book that we want to send to you. It's our investment into you. And when you fill out that form, we're going to put this book in the mail. It tells you all about your next steps. Don't let the enemy talk you out of this. Make sure that you go to destinycommunitychurch.org connect. Fill out that decision form so that we can continue to celebrate with you today. Thank you for listening to the podcast of DCC. For service times and directions, log on to www.destinycommunitychurch.org. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.